Welcome into the world with G right here on ESPN1420.com and the ESPN 1420 mobile app. You could have been anywhere on the airwaves, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Final hour of the program, and it's not even a full hour. We only have about 20 minutes before we have to get to Louisiana Raging Cajun basketball as they face the UTA Mavericks tonight on the road. The Cajuns hit the road. They're in Arlington, and it'll be a Sun Belt Conference showdown. And pregame comes your way at 5.30. But before we get there, we save the best for last. Who that nation, you know them, you love them. You got an opportunity to root for him for a couple of years with the New Orleans Saints. Had a couple of interceptions in his New Orleans Saints career. One of the baddest men in the secondary that you'll see playing. Unfortunately, injuries have had ravished him a little bit. Not able to continue to play with the New Orleans Saints. But it was always fun when he got that opportunity to play. Always enjoyed watching him play. He is now the host of the Believe in Saints podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. You know him, you love him, Delvin Bro. What's up, Delvin? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? How you doing? Man, we are good. Better now that we're talking to you, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. All right, man. So let's let's get into it hot and heavy right now. Um, last week with the Bears, I, I thought w- one of the problems was they weren't able to create a lot of pressure on Mitchell Trubisky. And I know they were able to hold the offense for the Bears under wraps a bit, but that that Bears offense is a little bit different than the Tampa Bay offense. How big, in your estimation, is it going to be to get a guy like Trey Hendrickson back to hopefully be able to add some pressure to Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Brady's lap? That's huge. Uh, you know what? I actually just saw that uh, come across my Twitter um, that uh, Trey Hendrickson is back. So I'm glad. Now I feel even more confident. I don't have to, you know, take too many of my anxiety drops. <laughs> Uh, for the game, you know, I feel uh, confident that uh, Trey and Cam uh, and, and the front guys are going to get uh, pressure on Tom Brady, and we're definitely going to need that uh, to get him off his mark. Um, you know, Tom Brady has a, a certain mark. He likes to deliver the passes. So with the pass rush uh, and knowing Trey Hendrickson is back, um, I think we're going to uh, get him off his mark, and we're going to do a great job. Oh, yeah, he's a bit of a statue back there, so you're, you're able to hopefully hit him a little bit. And, and, and as we've seen in the past, he doesn't really respond well when he gets hit right and gets that pressure right in his face and has to try to move around a little bit. He gets a little frustrated, a little frazzled. Now, as a former defensive back yourself, I'm curious your thoughts on on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and the way that he approaches the game and the way that he just seems to just get up under the skin of everybody he plays against. Now, were you that way? Did you employ that same tactic? Or, or is this something that you were more of a quiet guy? Because I talked to Eric Davis every week, and he told me, he never talked to opposing wide receivers. He was very quiet. What was your what was your tactic as a defensive back? Um, so CG, uh, man, uh, uh, Garner Johnson, man, he's a baller. Um, you know, I highlighted him. I want to say last week, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, CGJ, he's bald, man. He, he he's a straight baller. Um, I, I love the way he play in the box. He can cover. Uh, even when you see him uh, covering receivers in a slot, you know, he's right there. You know, he's not too uh, far off away from separation from the receivers. So I love the way the guy plays, you know, especially uh, the way he talks smack. Um, I was talking to somebody uh, last week and it was mentioning, like, is that is that uh, up, uh, up for an opponent? You know, you want a guy to, you know, to talk smack. You want that, like, you know, do are we 
are going to hinder that or we want to let this guy just play loose and play free. So that's what the guys in the secondary uh, secondary do. They let him play loose and play free, and I love it. But for me, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm not a talker, man. I wish I could take some of his classes. You know, I could go take some of his courses. Um, but no, nah, I'm not a talker. I uh, just handle my business. And like Marshawn Lindsay, I'm about that action, boss. That's it, man. I like that. I like that. I think both schools work, uh, and and it seems like for for whatever Chauncey Gardner Johnson is doing, I mean, he's he's responsible for three players this year missing parts of or all of a game, including his own teammate in in Michael Thomas. Obviously, you don't want Michael Thomas to miss any games, but uh, that's just the the kind of impact he has on other people around him when he gets into that competitive mode that he's in. It's uh, it's a bit dangerous. Again, Delvin Bro is our guest here, uh, talking Saints in the NFL playoff whip around. Man, are you good if we take a quick phone call? Uh, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Let's go to the phone lines three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Welcome in. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, there he is. What's up, Kyle? Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Delvin. Uh, so, like, I'm one of the regular callers that has to call and keep this guy straight when he gets off the straight and narrow. Oh, here we go. He's a bit of he's a bit of a Green Bay fan, so uh, but but he's trying. We're trying to get his mind right. Uh, I guess enough gumbo will have him deprogrammed. But uh, <laughs> but before I ask you the question, I got a couple of questions for you. Yeah, but go for I it, Kyle. Questions. I'm gonna go. I'm, I will. I will ask both of y'all this question. Uh, have y'all have y'all seen uh, most of the Rocky movies or? Uh, you know, all of the Rocky movies? Yes, for me. Yes. Okay, okay. So my question is, and I'm listening to people, you know, keep trying to paint a different future for this game tomorrow than the one I believe is going to happen. And, you know, when when I watch all of those Rocky sequels, isn't it just more of the same thing? And how, why are people, you know, and they say the definition of insanity is, <laughs> Uh, to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome. And I'm just curious as to why so many people are expecting such a big different outcome than what happened in the first two uh, episodes of this series that we're about to have this weekend. I I don't see it. I I can tell you right now, uh, unless the Saints really do some foolish things, which I haven't seen them do a whole lot of, especially in the last couple of years, I don't see this being much of a different outcome. But to to you, Delvin, my question is, what years did you play exactly for the Saints? Uh, 2015, 16, and 17. Okay. Now, to me, I'm looking at this team over the last few years, and I see a different atmosphere, definitely, uh, you know, a, a stronger and more fun defensive atmosphere. And for my money, this is, I followed this team since the beginning. Uh, I, I see a team, that the defense is the best I've ever seen. And, and I see an atmosphere in the locker room that looks like it's just having a great time, uh, you know, all the time. And was that the same atmosphere that y'all had in the locker room the whole time that you were there? Or has it has it changed? And and if it has, what do you think has caused that change to take effect? 
Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, to answer your first uh, question, um, no, I think it's a myth. I believe it's a myth. Um, I've been in the CFL, and I've lost the team four times in one season. So I believe that's a myth. Do not believe in all that hype and all that bull crap. A lot of people saying, but you can't beat a team three times. Oh, it's hard to beat a team three times. Now, I lost the team four times in one year, man. So I don't even believe in that crap, man. Long as the Saints, like you said, long as the Saints come out and do what they do, they don't, you know, uh, have all these penalties. You know, they, they don't be shooting themselves in the foot. I think they're going to uh, do well. And don't let the game get to the referee's hands. You know, don't don't make it close to where uh, the referees can play a vital part into the game. Um, but as far as the locker room, these guys are playing well, man. Um, I love I love the energy. I love the way these guys are, are having this chemistry and they're bonding. And you can tell it's showing on the field. Uh, yes, we did have that locker room, um, that type of uh, locker room back in 2015 through 17 when I was there. Like I said, we just wasn't getting it done on the field. You know, we had a lot of guys uh, with a lot of chemistry. You know, we hung out uh, off the field, on the field. We didn't have uh, certain groups together. Everybody hung out together. When there was the defensive in it was offense and defensive guys there. So we had a great locker room just like they have now. We just wasn't closing the deal whenever we, uh, when we had the chance back in my day. Delvin Bro, again, our guest here, host of the Believe in New Orleans Saints podcast. Let's take another phone call, 337-269-1077. Thanks for making it. What's going on? 35-14, New Orleans. 35-14, and they might stop the clock. Tom Brady might order them to stop the clock at the end and kick a cheesy field goal for 17. That way they can make the points spread up and go better. So I got the same smashing these fools again by 20 points, and we're going to make Tommy Brady wish he never came to this South. If he should have stayed up there where it was easy, where he'd been on the red carpet ride for his last 20 years, where he had the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills all his life. It was automatic 7 and 0 when the season started. We're going to make him stay. Wish he stayed over there. Saints 35. 14. We're going to crush him. There you Bye-bye, go. Bye-bye, Tom. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate it. That's Ronnie, and he uh, he told me early in the week that uh, that he thought uh, this was basically going to be a bye week for the Saints. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, man. The yeah. NFL, man. The NFL is uh, the NFL is crazy, man. Um, I definitely wouldn't take this as no bye week. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't per se, um, but it's gonna be a challenge, man. Um, like I, to me, like I say. I love Ronnie's score project, uh, projection. I like that. I love it, man. I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. Mine's is going to be high scoring, 41 to 38. Ooh. It's going to come down to Will Lutz having to make a, a make a field goal. And you know what? And the reason why I say that is because you have to think, man. Nobody wants to see a 7 to 9 halftime, man. No. I don't want to see that. I'm not about to sit up here and watch a 7 to 9 halftime. That's going to be boring. Yeah, I understand defense win championships. I guess I do. But I think the two ghosts, the two legends, I think they're gonna let them let them shoot it out man i think they're gonna let these guys shoot it out um like you said man if you heard coach payton coach payton said he gonna uh give uh for drew's birthday he gonna uh you know give him some plays down in the red zone a little bit more so i'm thinking man I, I, me i think it's just gonna be a shootout i would love to see a shootout for, for i think somebody's gonna retire so i i, I want to see these guys at least put up 50 points man i think it's gonna be exciting and entertaining for the fans and these guys on the last uh, roundabout. Hell yeah. I love it, man. I love the energy that you're bringing. Speaking about Drew Brees, 
Give me a little bit uh, about Drew Brees from your perspective. You got a chance to play with him for a couple of years. Uh, what uh, what makes Drew Brees as special as he is, and what kind of guy is he away from uh, the football field? If you ever got a chance to kind of hang out with him, man, he's a great man. He's a great man. He's a um, he, he's a great man. Um, person, I'm not even worried about football. Right, this this man is uh, he's unique. Um, yeah, he he says some things uh, in the off season that you know, it, yeah, it don't sit well with me, and mm-hmm. it don't sit well with a lot of uh, uh, people in my community. But um, but man, this man is amazing. Um, he, he's awesome. Like I say, I I don't I don't know what to say, man. It's just too much too too much thing to say about Drew Brees, man. Like I said, the one thing I can say was uh, when he when I first came in uh, during training camp, my rookie year. You know, he gave me a book. Um, I want to say it was uh, Fearless um, by Mark Owens, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, he, you know, he gave me a book. It was like, hey, man, I heard about you uh, before you came in. And I was like, man, you knew about me, you know, before <laughs> I even came to the tank. Like, it was so cool, man. But for him to even just do that, man, that was so genuine, kind. You yeah. know, it was just awesome for him just to, you know, give me a book. And I, I thought it was dope. I read the book. And, uh, like I said, man, Drew Brees is a great man. Again, Delvin Bro hanging with us here talking Saints on the NFL whip around here on the word with G. All right, when you look at this this Buccaneers team, what is the what is the scariest aspect to you that that maybe you worry most about as a New Orleans Saints fan? Right now, those guys are firing on all cylinders, man. He's just Tom Brady's just throwing to the receivers left and right. It's like they're playing routes on air. It's like mm-hmm. seven on seven out there. If you've paid attention to the last couple of games they've been playing. Man, they're putting up points, man. And right now, you know, the way we're playing on defense, I just hope we could continue to keep those uh, communications and chemistry going back there in the secondary. I need CCJ to be up in those guys' ears. I need I need him to be a dog this week. You know, Malcolm Jenkins to be a dog. You know, I need uh, Lattimore to continue to keep doing what he's doing on that island. And Jinx out there, man, I already know he's going to have another pick six. I just feel it, right? He's been getting his hands on a couple passes. I feel it. Mm-hmm. But as far as the uh, aspect for Saints fan, man, I would say just – we have to keep the ball in front, man. Don't don't let those explosive plays uh, beat us down the field. We've been doing well against those guys the, uh, the first two games, and let's continue to keep that going. And uh, like I said, just keep the ball in front of us. Delvin Bro has been our guest here on The Word with G. You can follow him up on Twitter, at Bro, and you know how to spell it, Show 24, B-R-E-A-U-X, Bro Show 24, man. Tell me a little bit about the podcast and how did you get involved with uh, with, with Believe and uh, how has uh, how's it been being able to host a podcast and, and just talking about all the Saints stuff? You know what? It's been awesome. You know, it's been awesome, man. Um, you know, I just had got a call um, from Kay Kistner and, you know, he reached out to me about, um, you know, having me join. And I was like, man, it's cool because I was actually looking for a podcast to, you know, to, to idle, um, to get my time, to keep mm-hmm. my time. Um, uh, from being idle, and uh, I, I thought it was awesome, you know, talking Saints football because I'm a Huda all day. I love a Huda all day. I, I love it. Um, and I, like I said, I just took that opportunity to, you know, just give back my knowledge, you know, because a lot of people want to know yeah. what uh, uh, behind the scenes, right? They want to know what I've seen on these plays. And you got to think, I the same coordinator is still there from when I was playing. So whenever I see certain formations and I see certain things, oh, I have an idea. It clicks like, oh, that's such and such. Oh, I knew what they were supposed to be in. And that gives me great insight. So when I talk on the podcast, uh, it, it actually helps the fans get a better insight. So uh, I think it's dope. I love it. I'm thankful. Um, and like I said, I'm just blessed.
Nice, dude. When uh, when do the podcasts drop? How often do you do them, and when do you have them drop so people can look out for them? Uh, you know what? I, I do them. I just do mine once a week, uh, mm-hmm. but we do them. Cade uh, um, and uh, Maddie, they do it twice a week. They do a post and pre, uh, pre, uh, pre-game um, show, and um, I want to say we drop it on Wednesdays, I believe. We drop it on Wednesdays okay. or Thursdays, so y'all definitely could check it out, and uh, you know, it's be awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate your time. I look forward to, to speaking to you hopefully again down the road, and uh, I hope the Saints get themselves a victory. No, the Saints will get themselves a victory. There you go. No yeah, hoping. We're having go. faith. There the Saints will get a victory this weekend <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Delvin, pleasure's all mine. Thanks so much for jumping on with me and uh, sharing a little airtime and, and talking Saints. Yes, sir. Thank you so much.